there's the fighter in you brings out the fighter in me. Oh, Shadow Podcast number 48. Jay and Chris in the house on this one. Obviously coming off a banger of a Muay Thai World Cup here in Calgary, Alberta. And uh, obviously we break that down pretty extensively. Uh, as well as a couple other things going on. Some UFC, boxing, blah, 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 blah. Who really cares? We were stoked about the fights. <laughs> Uh, first of all, I just want to make sure that you guys like and subscribe, of course, to the podcast. And again, um, don't be afraid to give us a five-star rating. I think that's the only one that they're really going to like allow. I don't know why. but uh, So again, just don't bother counting. It's not mathematics course. All you got to do is look at the stars, go all the way to the right, click that one. They're all going to light up all pretty for you. And then we'll continue on with our day. And you have put a smile on my face. <laughs> so please like and subscribe, guys. Uh, to the Shadow Podcast. Speaking of which, uh, we're right around the corner from launching our website. Um, this is a new territory for me, obviously, uh, kind of a website. And, and the more I think about it, I'm, I'd like it to be active. I don't just want it to be sort of an info page. I'd love, to, I'd love to have sort of guest videos up there, obviously recent podcasts, merchandise, so uh, maybe a blog, whatever that means. <laughs> so uh, the, the website, the Shadow Podcast website is coming around the corner and uh, I'm going to try to handle it um, with kid gloves just like I do this podcast, just like my baby. Uh, I also want to mention as well, I keep ter- um, I'm keep. i going to mention them every podcast. You know what? Turkey and Pistols. Rob at Turkey and Pistols. Uh, he obviously just opened a shop out uh, out in Bragg Creek, just west of Calgary. But um, he's also, and I, I keep mentioning this, he's done our logos and uh, he does our shirts. He's helping me with the website. Um, and I like his kick-ass store. Turkey and pistols in uh, in Brad Creek, but uh, Rob is a yeah man. Rob's a confidant to me, I, and I mentioned that in the podcast. Rob's more than just a a logo guy, t shirt guy to me. And uh, so Rob, I love you, buddy. I thank you for every every time I talk to you. I get inspired. I I become calm. Like I lose a little anxiety over stuff, and I just get a real good vision. So uh, Rob at Turkey and Pistols, buddy, you're more than just a t shirt guy to me. You're a you're a confidant. I love you for that. Uh, okay, guys, some big news as well for me and someone else. Um, I'm going to be doing an uh, English commentary gig down at the Muay Thai Grand Prix in Merida. Merida, Merida, I'm not sure you pronounce that. Mexico. Been there a few times with Chris. Chris has had a few fights down there. Uh, the The fight card is being held by Mamudi Jim, I believe, or uh, I, I can't remember what their name used to be called. But uh, Ruben Cruz Grajeda, Grajada, I'm sorry, man, I'm not Spanish, but... Um, and his son, obviously, Tuso Cruz, who's been on the, uh, uh, had a small, short stint on the one championship circuit, unfortunately ran into a monster. That's uh, uh, Mr. Gonzalez. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, they're, they're great people, great family, and they treat the fighters and, and the coaches and everything. Uh, Walter Gonzalez, sorry, guys. <laughs> and they treat us all uh, so good. So I get to go down there. I get to commentate for the Muay Thai Grand Prix, which is obviously a massive uh, organization. And uh, I'm really happy to be down there and back, you know, visiting with those guys and all that good stuff. Also, I do see, speaking of Tuso Cruz, uh, uh, it looks like he will be fighting for, I see, like a Pan Am title against uh, Canada's uh, WBC lightweight, super lightweight champ, as well as Muay Thai World Cup standout, Tyler Ninja Nicholson. Uh, As I've said on the podcast from when he won his title versus Aaron Wilson, I became a fan of that guy. Uh, I've been really watching him. I've sent even I sent even sent him a message. I'm super stoked that uh, I get to call his fight down there. So, uh, Tyler, if you're listening, 
if you want, buddy, let me bring down some podcast gear. Maybe we can sit by the pool, have a cerveza, and maybe uh, talk some fights. Looking forward to seeing down there Tyler Nicholson. Um, all right, guys, Muay Thai World Cup. So, um, obviously, this is kind of the post-show from mine and Chris McMillan's point of view. I got to be real with you. I love doing it. I know I keep saying that. Like, I love it. I love commentating. I'm so in the moment. I have no idea what's happening around me. Um, and my reactions are very real and very genuine and probably overreactive. I can't help it. I got to tell you, when I see these couple sound bites lately of Tim Lowe's head kick uh, knockdown, of uh, Jake's spinning back fist knockdown, I know I get insane excited. But uh, I got to be honest, it makes me cringe. I can't watch those. <laughs> I have such a hard time hearing me. Listen, there's, I, there's no point in my life where I ever get that excited. I, I really don't. The only time... I am ever that excited is when I get to commentate big fights and big things happen. So to watch me react like that, I admit, just absolutely makes me cringe and I got to just keep scrolling down. But <laughs> um, So if anything, I apologize for the massive outbursts of excitement. But listen, they're real, man. I'm really excited when just, just to be there and doing it. And yes, it's a bit of a hat. I, I recognize that my reactions probably should be a little slightly over-exaggerated, you know, I mean, but, but I'm into it too. Like, it's not that I'm trying to be like that. Like I'm into it, man. I'm so into it. So it's always just such an unbelievable pleasure. I honor, I listen, I know I'm privileged to be in this position where I get to sit ringside and call the fights really loud. Like if I was in the crowd doing this, people would be like, dude, shut up and sit down. But you know, I'm, I'm basically the only one who gets to be like that. It's what kind of what it feels like. <laughs> so I absolutely love it. I can't thank Tina from uh, the Muay Thai World Cup, Kieran Kettle from the Muay Thai World Cup. I can't thank these guys enough for for allowing me to be that guy. I, I love it. I love it. I hope I'm just doing a good job for you guys. Okay, before we break it down, what are we talking about? Well, first of all, I had to take a screenshot here. I got a couple words wrong, but th there's a quote I got for you. Who have I been watching? What have I been watching? All that good stuff, right? All right, I got one for you. This man once said, uh, if you sleep in silk pajamas, it's tough to wake up at six in the morning and go for a run. You know, that's exactly what it is. End quote. Now, the thing about that quote is I've been using that uh, for everything in life. If once you become, you know, you're so driven and once you get there, you know, and you get a little comfortable, that drive leaves and uh, or can leave. And uh I heard that saying, quote, I got it wrong for many years, to be honest, but uh, basically the same thing. I used to say, you know, it's hard to sleep in silk sheets uh, or get up and go for a run in the morning. Uh, uh, go up and go for a run at 4 a.m. in the morning while you're sleeping in silk sheets. But basically the same. This person comprised a record of 62 wins, three losses, two draws, and 52 KOs. Um undisputed, here, this might give it away, undisputed middleweight boxing champion from 1980 to 1987 and the highest KO percentage of all middleweight champs with 78%. It is Marvis Marvin Hagler. Uh, obviously, there's, you know, the three the three kings, you know, there's, there's obviously that middleweight division back in the early, mid, late 80s just had some of the greats, like the greatest of all time. Um, I wanted to spend some time 
watching Marvin Hagler. I know Kieran Kettle's a big Marvin Hagler fan. Uh, I'm a very big uh, Sugar Ray Leonard fan, and obviously they, they've had their match their matchups, and there's lots of great breakdowns of it. But I wanted to spend some time just going over marvelous Marvin Hagler, and boy, you just start to realize, man, that's there's nobody else like him. Just his power, his tenacity, even mean in the ring, and just and then of course I'm this is where it came from. Uh, I posted it on Facebook, I think last week, round one of Tommy Hearns and Marvin Hagler. You have to watch that if you have not seen it. That's a 12-round fight, and those boys, men, did not look past round one. It's so fun. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, listen, we're eight now, nine minutes in now. There's the breakdown. Do me a favor, like, and subscribe to the podcast. And um, I'm sure the fights are going to be coming out here for the Muay Thai World Cup right away. So I'll be listening to my cringy voice on there. Oh, every time I get excited, it just... Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's break it down for you. Hope you enjoy this one. Podcast 48. Let's go. Shadow Podcast number 39. 49. Here we go. Shadow Podcast number 48. Jay and Chris in the house. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Feeling a little tickled after the weekend? Yeah, it was fun. Awesome, man. Of course, we'll get into the fights. Uh, because, I mean, let's be real. That's why we're here. Um, before we do... <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how do you feel about today's climate? <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. And uh, uh, did you vote red or blue? Yeah. And there's midterm elections in the United States today. And the uh, teachers are off strike in Ontario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Garbage. We talk about fights. Yeah. Um, well, hell, let's just get into it, man. Uh, Muay Thai World Cup number six. Uh, uh, g- great show. Obviously, a completely different venue. Uh, what did you think of the venue as opposed to, A, the other ones, uh, as well as just the last one? Like, do you, like when you think of, obviously, was that the Sutina, uh, Max Bell? That's the best venue. Sutina? The, the, the Seven Chiefs Sportsplex, yeah, I for agree sure. Too. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the venue was that now? Or Saturday? Was it different than the last time that those Dakota fights we went to? Felt different, was it didn't different? it? different? Because I don't remember going out to that other building. We also yeah. drank that night. I do remember that, like, it was the same room. Like, I, I yeah, remember the was. setup. But yeah, I, just thinking now, like, had to go down those stairs. Yeah. Um, decent venue. I liked it, man. Um, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Especially the change rooms. Four fighters per change room. It was, like, the right amount. Oh, space. okay. See, uh, I didn't get to see any of that stuff. That's the part I don't get involved in. Yeah. Change room is a huge one. You don't want to be in some broom closet yeah. with seven other people. Been there, done that. Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I was just happy with, uh, um, just from my point of view, just everything. It, it, the crowd was good. I just felt a nice big buzz. Everybody was excited. The lighting was kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah, those green lights all around the top. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess, yeah. Kieran was saying it was sort of like a, a WBC feel. Like, oh, it's cool, man. Yeah, I liked it. Yep. Um, doesn't matter. Fights are fights. Yep. They could be in a barn or in a palace. Doesn't matter. It's go time. Yeah. Let's go. Well, yeah, I mean, we've done it all. Curling rinks, the palace, you know, just yep. everything. Yeah. Cool venue. Yeah, I liked it, man. I thought it was, I liked the venue. It was my, uh, Sutina is by far the my favorite. And then I liked that more than Max Bell. Max Bell just felt like the ceiling was low and lots of like aluminum, you know, looking stuff. Like it just, I know it's hot, blah, 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 but I don't care about that. Uh, just in general, I just, I like the feel of the one on the weekend. I thought it was awesome. Uh, all right, also testing before we get into fights. Sorry, I do want to talk about that real quick. So we had some Arashido testing on the weekend, advanced Muay Thai testing on Sunday. 
Uh, we had karate as well, but I wasn't there because of the Muay Thai World Cup. But our Muay Thai test up in Red Deer, uh, first of all, the roads were crazy, so that wasn't so hot. But uh, for those who did come up, so we had uh, from our gym, we had James, Gordon, Kelly, um, Devin. I think that's it. But anyway, um, obviously Chris and myself being super Muay Thai nerds want to make sure our people are prepared and, and uh, just want to give a shout out to those guys. I thought they did a great job. It looked really good on the on the on the test just from start to finish, and uh, our instructor uh, uh, Chris Bondi just happened to mention that the difference is you guys clearly do a, a ton of fighting, like he said, like they they weren't blocky, they 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 moved very fluid. Um, and we do Muay Thai. Yeah, well, exactly, <laughs> and just not a lot of n- not as much like you know sort of fat on the technique. Like he was saying, it's it's different but not different. You could just tell who, who spends the time you know, with, with clearly instructors who are hard into it and then obviously patch that, pass that yeah. passion on. So we're getting roasted right now on the Montag community for saying grading, but yeah, I don't care, man. It's the way she goes in our system. It's not like we're saying we're black belts in Muay Thai. Yeah. Well, and but. here's the reality is, uh, uh, and I said it before with the Eric Thankichin podcast, like adults don't set goals for themselves. It's no. easy to just come and go, but you know, when you, when you have, call them what you want, belts, uh, headbands, snowflakes, uh, whatever, stickers, whatever the hell you give out, it doesn't matter. But just these little individual goals make a difference just in yourself. It's just for you, you know? Yeah. Is, is there a business side to it? Of course there is. But but well, when there's... Yeah, it's business and it's martial arts, right? Yep. This isn't a... We're not a fight gym. Well, and we just... Art school. North Americans need... We need, you know, we need pats on the back and we need rewards and we need goals and... and that that's just how North American style is. So, yeah. and, and I'll use myself as an example. Uh, obviously, belts and rank and stuff don't really mean anything to me anymore. I mean, it's still nice to have, of course. But uh, when I had my my first de- fourth degree black belt test in karate, I mean, I thought I didn't care as much as I did. But when I put it on, I was like, yeah, man, I practiced hard for this. You know, so so yeah, so yeah, we uh, we obviously grade in our system, and um, and I think it's awesome because if anything. It's always those who finally go to these advanced tests that they see. Like, it's a room full of people you don't know, but you're all practicing the same thing. Like, the atmosphere is cool. I like it. So, yes. So, for those who did our, their their grading, uh, congrats. You guys just look good. You look like advanced martial artists, and you look like you come from this gym, and that's all I care about. So, Rashido Deerfoot North, well done. Heck, yeah. Uh, okay, let's get to it. So, I wrote down, obviously, <clears throat> Shut Up Podcast was a sponsor. For the Muay Thai World Cup number six, and uh, I got to be the commentator, and Chris got to be the celebrator in the big main event, but we'll talk about that. Uh, so first one, first fight of the night, Hassan Hikmatov versus uh, Dylan Stone. Did you get to see this one? I saw quite a few of the fights. So oh, okay, good. Yeah, good. let's chip away at it. All right, so what I were did your... see this one, yep. Now, did you get to see Hasman... I'm sorry, Hassan, I'm sorry. No, I didn't at the last WTM card. Yeah. Is that what you're going to say? I yeah, didn't. Yeah. I left right after... Paul's fight so I missed all those that whole card okay well yeah man I mean but what, what he showed there is what he showed on the weekend so he, you knew he was going to come in explosive and uh and drop Dylan I mean he's really good at that left sweep to left hook man he winds that thing up beautiful yeah yep. uh, and he caught him a few times with it Dylan got dropped twice in round one I'm going to be real I, I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to mount any sort of comeback he did great yeah it didn't look I was like ooh this is going down a slippery slope yep yeah. Um, and I know we've all spoke to Dylan after the fight. We all think he won that, but I did call that the other guy would win unanimous. Yeah, he just he kind of took over, man. Yep. 
properly. Yep. That was that was a good comeback. I agree. For uh, Dylan, I don't think he should be ashamed of it in any way. No, nope. he should be happy of that. I agree. I agree. Because you were and, in a hole and you dug yourself out. Right. Like, convincingly. Right. And, and and I'm sure all coaches and stuff feel this way, but like you and me talk about this a lot. Like if you can't do that, there's only so far you're going to go. Like we just need to know that you can get up and, and keep trying to win. Like, yeah. and most people don't have that. Who gives a shit yep. if your arm gets raised at the end of, I shouldn't say that. You should well, always care, but right. like, no, he should be proud of that. Right. But, but those words also come from people like us who've been around a long time that realize that. The, the real what you're really looking for in Muay Thai is growth over the win you, of course you want to win but when you look at guys like Yodson Clive Fairtex like that guy had like 80 losses like yeah. it's gonna it, it, in, in, <laughs> 80, 80. Yeah. yeah in our sport it's just gonna happen so look for the growth and the improvement over the win that's that's especially at his level and age yeah like, yeah Christ you got the world ahead of you yeah man yeah you so, just gained a ton of the of experience from that fight. Right. Experience that the only way you're going to get it is by going through what you did. Yep. I agree. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Dylan. Um, but I heard, um, what's his name? Hassan? Hurt his leg. Or Has- hurt Has- his hand. One or the other. Oh. So he did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was his hand, I think. Is that right, hey? I would say Sorry, I leg. I back and look, but I think something got hurt and he stopped using it. Oh, yeah. Um, Not taking anything away from Dylan, but. Of course. Like, because I did see a shift in the fight too. I'm like, well, why is he not doing that anymore? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I did see as well that Dylan was like, he was working on being, trying to be a little more patient and not a brawler, but maybe got a little too sort of patient and relaxed and e- eating a couple, you know, left hook overhand, right? Um, right. And listen, this had to play a factor. I, I, I'd never even thought of this, but it is what it is. But a brand new ring canvas looked like an ice rink, man. Those, th- their feet were everywhere, they were flying everywhere. Yeah, and I, I they used my hairspray. Embarrassingly enough, I had a can of hairspray. <laughs> 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 so, I know everybody like you're. Are you messing with me? And I told Kieran, I, I heard him. Yeah, buy, bring a can of hairspray. And I was, I got some in the car. And like, what? Like, I said hairspray. Like, oh, I heard you. Anyway, you're spraying that on the mat to hopefully get a little grip. I assume that that just comes maybe with a new canvas, but but it, it was a factor. Um, even in this one, because the sun's pretty explosive and you could tell why him trying to push off the mat he was having some trouble yeah. dylan trying to throw kicks you know that 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 supporting leg a little uh unbalanced so it, it definitely played a factor i'm gonna have to rewatch this like i really didn't know at the end of it I, i'm so i'm so uh in the moment of just seeing what's happening that i i, I pretty much forget what happened th- 10 seconds before um so i can't say i thought dylan won i don't know all i know is that was a hell of a comeback, and, and I'm going to have to rewatch and maybe make an argument there. But you're starting the fight with a 10 7. You know, two knockdowns in round one. That's a 10 7 round. So you're down three rounds right off the bat. So that's tough. It's true. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to rewatch that. That'd be a, maybe a split or draw, but he was scoring, man. I agree. I almost scoring. thought maybe a, a draw, but. I'm, uh, Dylan did tell me, man, his, he didn't, un, he thought he only got knocked down once and he didn't know about that left hook, the first one. And he said, well, okay, well that makes sense why my jaw hurts so bad. <laughs> he didn't know. He thought it was only one knockdown. Yeah. Yep. Um, that dude, the- my, my only criticism I, I think of Hassan is, is just try to utilize, obviously you're heavy handed, my friend, but just try to use, utilize a few more weapons if possible. But again, maybe if there was an injury, like you were saying, maybe that was a part of it. So yeah. just things we don't get to know. Great fight by both guys. And that was a great way to start the card. Uh, I don't know if this is in order, but next I have uh, Jason Davis 
uh, also from WTM Fitness versus Mark Mosier from One Martial Arts up in Edmonton under Levi Kump. Uh, did you catch this one? Yep. Two big boys. Holy going at cow. It. Mark is massive. So I heard he came in five pounds over. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that too. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is at 165, but don't get me wrong. I was like, how, how the hell does that guy, he's a gorilla, man. Mark, how does he come down to 165? That was something else. Um, good win by by Jason Davis. I, I saw a definite improvement in his clinch when he fought Duvall, but the reality is if you're going to spend five rounds with uh, Duvall Garvey, you don't have a choice but to get better because he's just going to make you better in the clinch. <laughs> um, good good showing by by Jason. He straight up said, I have no idea what this guy even looks like. I know nothing about him. Like I'll just find out when I'm in there. So kudos to him, man. Great great walkout song by Mark Mosier. What was it? Uh, I don't know, but I just consistently heard uh, heard the lines, uh, eating pussy and kicking ass. I like eating <laughs> pussy and kicking ass or something. Like, like oh my. <laughs> okay. So quite an entry. And we're all out of pussy. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm here to do two things. Anyways, if he was five pounds over and that big, like, Jason Davis looked like he was fatiguing, and I totally understand why having tossed that guy around. I'll tell you what, Mark had his hands on his knees in between rounds several times. Like he well, looked, well, obviously, man, yeah. he, that's a lot of muscle to be carrying, man. Yeah. Uh, good fight by both guys. I thought that was great. Uh, we also have Abdul Wafar from Elite Martial Arts versus Austin Henry Mayel. Austin was a last minute, I think, one of like maybe four or five different opponents here um, to fight Abdul Wafar. Uh, Austin trains with Ron Pierce, who came from Ardo Novaki as well, way back in the day, training partner of Andrew Lewis, uh, who you also fought. Mm-hmm. Um, did you catch this one? I didn't really get to see this one, no. All right. Um, I was milling about when this one was on. Um, all right, so yeah, Austin, I, I hear had quite a bit of boxing his, history or experience, maybe that's a better way to say it. And I do think he hit Abdul with a left hook that stung him a little bit, you know, kind of wobbled him. But, dude, Abdul Wafar is an absolute savage. Like, maybe not the most technical guy. I just don't think it matters in his case. He's not scared to fight. He doesn't really respect what you got. And he is insanely hard-hitting. Like, I saw his name in the tournament. And I think, I genuinely think that's the guy people have to not watch out for, but be careful of. I think that guy can possibly cause some big upsets with those little gloves. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. I want to know who his first matchup is, but right, yeah, right. we'll get to it. <clears throat> um, but uh, so, yeah, Abdul Far wins by TKO, man. He was just just sweeping the other guy like crazy, finished it with low kicks, but before that too was just smashing Buddy in the legs with knees. Like that had to have re- – they were hard, man. That had to have caused it. Ouch. Like I think, I think Buddy had like over, over-wrapped both his arms – and he was just hammering and then would just sweep him off his feet, like over and over and over. Um, here's what I like about Abdul Wafar. Um, every time you talk to him about, hey, man, you're a beast, his response or anything like that, his response is always, thanks, man. There's more to come. I'm only getting better. Like, just wait, man. I'm only getting better. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm only getting better. Uh, he always has that sort of mentality. I love it. It's scary. It. Scary to think of a guy like that with that kind of attitude. Well done, Abdul. He seemed like he, I did catch like, glimpses of this fight he did look like he was in a lot better shape than the last time we saw him yep agreed i would imagine he's taking his training a little bit more serious especially having entered your name into this tournament yeah that's a big leap so that's good which is yeah scary if a guy like you're saying is deadly trio yep yeah you're right uh and then we had daniel zhao or daniel zoo i'm sorry uh from west side muay thai in ottawa versus jp salazar juan pablo from elite martial arts 
Um, I, I heard just from everybody that Juan Pablo can just do all the moves. But the reality is Daniel did a good job of not letting any of those moves out. Uh, very long jab, cross, step up, left knee from Daniel right into the clinch. And uh, did a good job of shutting all that down. Yep. Uh, he was good. Yep. Yep. And and we know as well that just uh, Westside Muay Thai themselves, just high quality Muay Thai gym. Very good. Very smart. Very experienced. Yeah. All that good stuff. Um, so good, good job. And our uh, professional portion, we got Deval Garvey. Uh, Deval Garvey uh, from Dunamis versus Andrew Lewis from WTM. I'm sorry. I keep saying that. World class. I can't remember. What's it called? World class Muay Thai. Is that it? World class Muay Thai? Yeah. Sorry. I keep I keep doing that. My apologies. I don't know. Um, so this was our first pro fight. Now, I kind of went back and forth on this, this sort of who would win, who wouldn't, what the styles. Um, if you listen to the, the whole thing, Duvall just said, uh, like, listen, I'm obviously going to get a hold of him. And now that you, I love elbowing people in the face, I've been blooding people up the last few fights. Now you get to take the elbow pads off, give me an extra minute per round, watch me do work. Uh, talking to Andrew and his coach. They very much said these are two very different styles of fighters, so whoever can implement that style is going to win. And uh, they wanted, they didn't want any part of the clinch, really. But they got all the parts of the clinch. Yep. Did you get to catch this fight? Yep. Okay. You talk, talk, talk us uh, through this fight. Talk, talk, talk to talk. It was uh, five rounds of Duvall grabbing on to Andrew Lewis and keeping him there. Making it was. him fight his fight. I also did think that uh, that was our first real good glimpse at sort of a professional clinch where... There was actual sort of arm positions and, and gainsmanship instead of just belly to belly, you know, like like we kind of saw that for the most part, where I felt that uh, uh, these guys were actually trying to, there was a little bit of space in between them and trying to actually work the clinch a bit. Yeah, and Duvall but Duvall's, really has a crazy strong lock. Boy, does he. And I also, I, I just saw from my own eyes is Duvall's just, his hips are so much higher, so he can come down with his mm -hmm. knees where Andrew has to go up, and so the effect visually just wasn't the same. Right. Yeah. Uh, obviously, those guys tried to elbow the hell out of each other a few times. Um, funny enough, both guys came away looking pretty good. Um, man, that was a good win for Duvall. I don't know. I think I, Andrew Lewis's face was pretty marked up. He did eat more elbows. Yeah, had a couple golf balls on his head. Um, I thought Duvall did a really good job of... Anytime Andrew Lewis even attempted an elbow, he answered right away. Nope. Yep. Boom. Yep. And then right back in. That was intelligent. Yeah. Was yep. good. Yeah, very smart. Yeah, yeah. I, I did notice that as the, the commentator, just uh, the second Andrew Lewis had a relaxed left arm, out came a right elbow from Duvall. Maybe it was short, maybe it was long, maybe it didn't land, but he, it, it was always tried, which means you're going to have to always be aware of that. Uh, I do know as well that Duvall wanted to try to make a statement. You know, he said like he... Uh, Andrew fought one of his teammates and, you know, it was a good fight. And he just, I just wanted to, I just want to go out there and make a statement that I'm ready for the pros and that I belong here and that I'm going places. So, right. uh, I thought, I thought, I thought he did a good job of that. That, that was a good, uh, a good win. Um, what do you think, where do you think he goes next at 155? This is a 155 and he's ranked number seven, I think at 168. I mean, That's I could, a big dude, man. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Five, what? 11 and three eighths? Five or? and three quarters. Right, right. And three quarters. Uh, who would you like to, now that he's pro, who do you think you should fight next? Uh, ooh, who else is in the, that division? Well, listen, people keep talking to me like this, this name, this 155 pound name that no one's mentioned. Like, I know, I don't know. It, it, I don't even know if there's an, it is a name yet. Like, next person that asks me if it's me, I'm going to punch you right <laughs> in the dick. And if you don't have one, I'll punch the tit. There you go. Unless you come up with how much? hundred grand. hundred grand. And, Jay uh, Lee's working on it, apparently. Awesome. 
And uh, we shook on it. I'm a man of my word. I will do it. Give me a hundred grand. I'm in there. Awesome. Off the couch too. Um, I'm not I sure. Do a setup. I'm not sure if you require a trainer for that, but I am 40 years old. I might need a cut of that. You know, make me feel a little better in the morning. <laughs> I think we're just hitting the bag. There you go. Got your hundred grand. I'll hit the bag. We'll yeah. fight. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not putting in the work. I'll fight. <laughs> Wrap my own hands. That's right. Um, okay. Uh, next we have, and again, Anyways, I don't know if he's sorry though. Oh. To go back to the 155s, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like there's the handful of 155ers around here are Quinn, mm-hmm. Duvall, Andrew Lewis, um, and Cody Jerome. I guess Tyler Sieb. Like. Need some variety in that division. Well, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about the tournament. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I, I see. Yeah, just around us. So uh, I don't know who to fight next, Duval. <clears throat> well, I, and I guess that's how these things work, right? Like, you fight those around you, and after you beat those all up, you fight the best in the country, and then and then you move on. Why not right? Cody Jerome? I agree. I mean, Quinn got a title shot, his pro debut, right? That's true. There's no reason nope, why Duval. No, he fought Andrew Lewis. Oh, that's right. Well, whatever. Yeah, second so, fight yeah, easy. Second yeah, fight, you're, like, there's... you're right. The bottom line is these this kind of circle of like four cats are running out of yeah. opponents. Well, yeah. Why not Duvall? Yeah. yeah, good call, man. I'm sure. I'm sure he would be completely down with that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Why would yeah? Um. Funny thing about Duvall as well. Just I just love his whole attitude and stuff. Uh, he was telling me all these things. We're gonna we're gonna smash him. We're gonna mash him. You know, we're gonna break things. We're gonna you know just just the regular stuff that fighters do. <laughs> and then at the end, he goes. But other than that, you know, we're just chilling. <laughs> yeah, that's that's developed for you. Other than that, we're just chilling. <laughs> uh, all right, up next, uh, Morgan Pouliot versus Stephanie Quigg. Morgan from Apex in Montreal versus Stephanie Quigg from Team Smanich. Obviously, Steph, unfortunately, uh, a week and a half before uh, rematch with Hope for Hope's title, gets an opponent change and a good opponent change. Did you get to catch this fight? No, that was the one before Jake, so. Yeah, Um Good fight. Listen, uh, Morgan's nickname is Tiny Tank, and it is for a great reason. She did a very good job, Morgan, of backing up just outside of range, and you can tell making people second guess, like of overreaching, mm. uh, just making people a little unsure. But then when she wanted to stand her ground, Steph couldn't move her. So, so Morgan basically decided when the fight would and would not happen. Uh, round one was an entire clinch, entire clinch. So I heard this. I'm not. I'm like not not one break. Almost and that's not an exaggeration. Maybe, like maybe one two. break, but yeah, the the point is there was a very long time of clinching, that's and exhausting. and it's exhausting. And in that case, like I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on anyone. Like I hate having to say that, but like, but it, the ref should have breaked it way too long. Like there was. You're not the only person to think that. I've heard this on so many occasions. Yeah, it went way too long, and. All of a sudden, round two, there was no clinch. Yeah, they didn't want to. That's odd. Well, that's the whole thing. So I talked to Trevor Smandich, Steph's coach, after, and she came back after round one and was like, holy shit, like, I'm not exhausted, but, you know, like, like I'm tired. And I wouldn't be surprised if Morgan felt the same. Like, for God's sakes, just stay out of the clinch for a while, will Mm -hmm. you? And they did. It was awesome. You could see the chess match in between rounds. You know, that the corners want this, the corners want that. Uh, Great fight. By uh, both ladies, uh, Steph was on an absolute tear. Um, Morgan Pouliot, I'm sure after fighting uh, Hope, probably feels like she deserves another one and maybe on a tear herself. Um, man, that was a great fight. So, and obviously, we can talk about the matchup next for Morgan. 
How was the result? What was the result? Uh, Morgan won unanimous decision, unanimous. and she showed up. Like it, she won. Yeah. yeah, good fight. But you know, I would be, su- I'd be surprised if it was a split or the other way. And no offense to Steph, it just Morgan is a tiny tank. Mm. Uh, and then we had Cody Jerome, defending champ, uh, fighting Tyler Cybersee from DS Combat Sports, uh, and Sitmonchai trains out there. Sitmonchai Muay Thai in Thailand quite a bit. It's the other one I did not see. Yeah, so Tyler. Uh, side very uh, Sipman Chai right off the bat, ridiculous hard low kicks, really hard. And I genuinely maybe think Cody, for about a minute in that round, was like, "Oh shit!" Like this guy can really let stuff go. And uh, and it was looking good, and then just all of a sudden, it's just like Cody went, "Okay, I'm I'm done doing this. I, I want out." And just that's it. Just went Cody on him, man, non-stop. Like it's amazing. It's amazing that, now I'm not describing it in this fashion, but usually when I see people just get fucking right crazy, just full power, every shot is it's their first time in the ring for the first minute. And then their hands drop, their jaws on the floor, and they want to do anything besides what they're doing. Yeah. Except the difference is Cody um, doesn't even breathe, doesn't even take a second breath. Like, I don't know how you can deal with that. It, like, it's... It's one thing when people like do a blitz and then they kind of back off, but he just doesn't back off. It's it's crazy. And just wore Tyler down and eventually ate some big shots, wore him down, big shots, and then and that was that. Uh, ate a knee on the way down, I think. And that was it, but... Just drowned him, hey? Just drowned him, man. And like, but not even with like pitter-patter. It was full-on shots. Like full power, 100% power. Like anyone else, you'd think that's not a good idea. He has zero problem maintaining that. Like, so Cody uh, wins second round TKO. I, I guess, yeah, man. I'd love to see him fight Duvall or Michael Fitzpatrick. A- at least on our scene. Other than that, I got nothing for him, man. J- uh, Jake, if Jake wanted to move up or Cody down, I don't know. But I, I don't know, man. I don't think Cody's going down. He's a big boy. He's big. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Cody Jerome, pretty impressive. Um what do you think happens next? Tournament? Of course, yeah. He's in the tournament. He so is, that's right. The next, well, definitely one fight is mapped out. Yep. So. I did see, uh, well, we'll talk about that championship thing in a sec here. Yeah, but I don't know. I'd like to see Duvall have a go. Yeah, me too. Me too. Might as well. Yep, agreed. And I'm sure he wants it. Uh, all right, then we had Tim Tim Lowe uh, from Rashido Sherwood Park, Lumpayu. Versus uh, Markel Wedderburn. I did. I hear he changed his nickname. Nickname Showtime was his MMA nickname. I, I didn't catch it though. Did you know what it was? No. Oh. Don't care. Um. So obviously this, this fight's guy. been trying to happen for many years. Both guys are very confident in their abilities and what they have to say. <laughs> and uh, the weigh-ins it showed. Uh, they got in each other's grill. It was exciting. Uh, they even did it a second time, and I tried to, be, as the commentator, and maybe a slight shit disturber, I tried running over there so I could listen to hear what they are saying. <laughs> uh, Same thing every time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, obviously, um, well, you caught this one, yeah? Yep. It's here, buddy. I caught first four rounds. I didn't see the fifth round. Okay, well, y- yes, you did. <laughs> well, yeah. If, if you caught the first four, online, you caught five. You've seen it, yeah. Break it down for us, buddy. It was a no. You break it down. I all right. I uh, yeah. I like to okay hear what you said. Break it down. Break so, it down. 
so obviously Tim trying to, uh, he was the champ at cruiserweight, Canadian champ. He, he won it via left head kick knockout uh, versus, do you remember the guy's name? Colton Fez, Fe, Fesner? Yeah, something like that. Um, sorry if I got it wrong. Or Bird or something. I can't remember. I don't remember. I'm sorry, man. Cole. Uh, thank you, Cole. Something. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and won by head kick knockout and then lost a very, very handedly, very one-sided fight to Mark McKinnon, who obviously went on to win a, you know, pro world title, international title, uh, and then won it again here. So, so he fought Markel and right off the bat, uh, eats, eats a left body kick, Markel round one that just has him backing up and taking deep breaths, man, like right in the liver. You could tell, like, he was like, Oh no. Uh, and then the reality is he just kind of retreated to his corner for the next four and a half rounds and just like, like he would blitz towards Tim and listen, when he would, he would catch Tim because uh, Tim, I love you, but because Tim doesn't keep his hands up. You can't back straight up with your hands down. Like that is the recipe for the knockout. Like, like you, that, that is, that is like in, in that sense, that's the worst thing you can pretty much do besides stand still with your hands down. Uh, so Markel caught him a few times, man, and wobbled him a little bit, you know, he, he, Round one or two, yeah, he I think did round one on skates a little bit. So, yep. yep, uh, you know, and then uh, and then from there, it really was just Markel in the corner, just trying to defend himself. I mean, obviously very exhausted. And he had something interesting to write, but I don't know. Well, I guess what I'd like to know from Tim was was Tim trying to pick him apart, or was Tim having trouble finishing him? Um, I feel like Tim was just looking for like. He's trying too hard. I just want to kick you in the head. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that um, too. He did wear his arms down by putting him in a corner and kicking his arms for four rounds. Hard, man. I was watching that right arm swell. That right the arms arm. are eventually going to come down. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I wonder if it's just like you just don't see that kind of strategy. I don't, it's probably not even a strategy, just survival mode where someone just stays in the corner. And, and I admit, like, uh, I saw it Manny Pacquiao versus. Joshua Claudie, like people were like, how did Pac- Pacquiao not put him out? And he's like, when he only stands in the corner and only does defense, like I can't, I can't open him up. He doesn't open himself up. I can't take people out like that. Like you can't do it. Um, they, they need to have a response. And so I, I don't know if that was part of it. I don't know if Tim got a little nervous, you know, he'd, he'd sort of throw a couple in the corner and then sort of back away. Like, oh, you know, be careful. But anyway, the result is Tim with a little smirk and... Left foot to the biscuit tin, man. Right on the chin. And the crowd goes wild. And Markel just yeah, falls straight down. I'm happy to see he got up okay. Like like I he got up right away. Uh, which is fairly surprising and looked I think, okay. Yeah, well Tim, I'm sure, didn't have full mustard into that kick. Mm-hmm. Having gone four and a half rounds of doing it. Yeah. And Markel was exhausted. I think that was a half head kick half I'm so tired, I'm just gonna just take a break here, call it. Yeah. His legs are just like, I can't keep you up anymore, bro. And uh, Markel obviously retired after that fight. And he he, he, he should. And, and that's without disrespect. At, at 43 years old, he said it perfectly. I still want to fight. My body just can't do it anymore. And I saw that in the fight, man. He's nails. At, at no point did he sort of like concede. You know, he, he stayed in there and kept his eyes on Tim, man. Absolute nails. Markel Wedderburn. Um, I, I just, uh, I assume waking up the next day, you, I'm assuming, swallowed a bottle of Advil. That was a rough night for him, for sure. Well, good. And you know what? I'll say it. He deserved it, man. Just, this shit doesn't belong in our community. I would agree. This, not, I'm saying, I don't mean his, his antics don't belong. Yeah. 
And you're not doing it to sell tickets and stuff, man, because you had seven people there. Like, just stop. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I hear he was quite difficult to deal with. It's just everything. It's annoying. So, so again, and you're a professional. This is what pisses me off, man. We're professionals here. Why are we acting like this? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's... We all see it and a little embarrassed by it. But... Yeah, I'm glad he's okay as well. Yep. But everybody's... Every single ass in those seats was just sitting there waiting for that to happen. Yeah. My my words were, uh, man, just, just how hard he was at the weigh-ins and stuff. Like, man, you, you earned that. You earned that kick in the face. You did. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad he's okay for real and, and, and smart enough to like, you know, okay, it, it's time to hang him up. So, uh, good, good for you, Markel. Obviously you spent a lot of time in Thailand. Looked like you kind of refound yourself and, and good to hear, man. Keep, keep that up. Uh, so Tim Lowe is your, your new champ. Um, I already got word. I can't say it on here. I'll tell you after I already got word that, uh, Tim has got a new opponent. I can't so I'm curious. You. There was a someone, I won't say who it is, but there was a certain someone from a certain gym paying very close attention to his fight and filming every little detail. So I'm like, I have a feeling we both know who it is. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We'll talk after. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But either way, if it is who it is, we say it is, I'm sure Tim Lowe wants it. He, you know, he keeps saying like, I don't know how these rankings work, but he, he's just one of those gamer guys. Like we were talking about Dylan. Like, I just want to fight, man. Just, just give me anyone. I just want to fight. Like I see, I see 30 names on that list. Why, why are we not fighting? Uh, You might have something to do with that, Tim. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) and then we go to the main event. Like, I'm just going to throw my piece of paper here. My God. Did nice. it hit me? No. Nope. Landed like, on the box. It's good. Christ, I don't need to read my piece of paper. Jake Peacock versus Rich Fam. The Karate Kid versus the Ninja. Let's start at the intro. Well, okay, uh, man. This, this this is your show, buddy. You break this whole thing down for us, guy. I, I don't know. Was, I thought it was... I think it's awesome. He has a, some dude made a song. Yeah, where's he from? Who is that guy? Out. I think he's from Edmonton. Okay, cool. Um, Sorry, I don't know his name. That's okay. Did, so, but, him, but do you know I the met story? Him on the way out. Like, did he con- contact Jake? Like, hey, let me. Or was Jake like? I don't know the full story. Um, okay. Hopefully, we can get Jake in. We tried last week, but snow, snow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned, oh, some dude is going to do a song for us. He's going to walk out. I'm like, okay, cool. And that was <laughs> that. And then, as we're about to go out, this Damn, guy with this is real. Yeah, I was like, oh <laughs> shit, this is cool. Yeah, man, that was probably the coolest. Uh, like. I've never been part of an entrance like that. Rap, you know, rap, and no, kind of an entourage. It was cool. Thing that is awesome about Jake. No one else is coming out with a rapper or a uh, big mascot. Yeah, big mascot <laughs> guy. Awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, sponsors hook him up with a their deco man. It's but, cool. But you know what? Like these are the things that have to like. It's time for the. It's got to start happening around here, man. Like we always see it on all these other fight cards, and we think, oh, you know, because oh, you know, we're Calgary. Well, it's here. Like. Yeah, it's great, man. I love it. Um, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was, it was interesting. Obviously, like, yeah, yeah. Just his whole walkout, man. Like his walkout onto the stage, just super slow, you know. And looks at you guys and like, all right, let's go. Like, that's it's pretty boss. I man. love it. He's just, uh, he's got it down. He's like, I go up, take it all in, breathe. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's go do it. Yeah, um, fun. No. Um, before we talk about the first knockdown, what were your thoughts now that the fight's on this side of it? What were your thoughts going into this fight? Like, this is the first time I, I think I might've said it, but I, I kind of kept it between you and me, but this is the first time I've actually had you as someone who's now been training with Jake for, or training Jake for a while, be like, no, Rich is fucked. He's dead. This, this ain't going nowhere. 
So where, where did this attitude come from? Where did you get, where did that come from, Coach Chris? I didn't think it would happen in round one, round two, maybe late round two. Yep. I was kind of predicting. I kept that to myself. I didn't tell anybody that. Mm. Late round two, I thought Jake would have trouble. Um, I was expecting Rich to be very, very dirty in and out and Jake whiffing on some kicks. But like you said in the commentary, Jake gave him no respect, just walked him down. And like he was just letting him in his bubble swing away and just being like, nope. Yep. Bang. Fuck your couch. Um, I, uh, leading up to the fight, you know, you read online and blah, blah, blah about Rich Fam. No disrespect to him, but I just, I just did not believe this guy had a shot. Yeah. At all. Um, Jake's a different animal, man. He really is. Um, Rich, I'm sorry, you're too small. For Rich is fucking huge. You should be at 140. He's he a is thick dude. Thick. But you're too damn short. Yeah. Yeah, really thick. Yeah. Yeah, and Jake's really tall, obviously. You know, like for for the division, tall, slender. Yep. Yeah, thin guy. Uh you're too short against a sniper. That hits very hard. He's like a sniper and a bazooka. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like So what were you what were you guys training for for this fight? Uh well my rear, so my lead leg is beat up to all hell. Is Rich Southpaw? Rich is a southpaw. Okay, I didn't realize that. Uh yeah. gonna try and take that leg away from him. Just southpaw tactics, man. You guys were working on taking away the lead leg? The yeah. right leg? Rich is very good at he's got a very quick little shuffle kick to shuffle kick. Yeah. Not causing any damage, but those accumulate points, especially if you can get in, score it. Get out and make somebody whiff with your speed. Yeah, disrupt momentum a little. But, um, yeah, that. Obviously, the spin elbow. Yeah. So. That was fun. <laughs> man, so listen. That little clip that he made. The spinning back fist, back elbow. Like, I, I we all saw, man, that first one whiffed, man. Gave Rich a haircut. And it was like, whoa. Comes out of nowhere. That was close. Yeah, he was so in tight. That's the thing. And, and, and first of all, Rich... Uh, you're a class act, man, and, and I really appreciate you listening to this show. Um, he was the he was the one guy during the fighter interviews when I'm try, I was trying to talk to people at the weigh-ins that just said, "Listen, I, I just like that this east east and west thing is happening. Like we get to come out here and and you know we're really kind of coming together as a country. So although I'm very thankful that I get to fight someone like uh, Jake, I I'm th- I'm thankful for the opportunity and to see that maybe the country's starting to come together a little bit. Um, and he's right, man. Well, well done, Rich. I you know class act, class act. But I, I do admit that how I described Rich falling uh, from that spinning back fist is a coiling poop. Like, it was straight down and just, like, right to the floor, man. Like, he didn't fall backwards forward. He just coiled right down. And then I don't think he was okay after that. Like, he obviously recovered enough to get Barely. Up and keep fighting. Barely. Man. But Jake just does what Jake does and... Yeah. And put him on the ropes. Just turn into a... Alpha lion, yeah, man, stalking his prey, and then finished with. I I don't know if it landed, but it did on me as on the way down, man. That round kick to the top of the noodle, like, yeah, oh. it looked like a skimmer, but he hit him with like a three piece, and the yeah. kick was the coke. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Body hook, knee. I don't remember, but um, I it just, I'm sure we all forget that, and Jake doesn't care. I I mean, it's it doesn't really matter, but when we see somebody that would be a fighter with you know half of their arm not there, most people would. Like, oh, oh, wow, oh, good for you. But you just forget. It doesn't matter. Like, nope. you just, like, 
and I'm sure most people feel that way now, right? Like everybody, I mean, it's definitely an anomaly and everybody likes to talk about it. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. It doesn't. I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, man. Like I Hasn't literally. mattered to me since like the first time we sparred. If you just get lit up, you're like, what the f- yeah. I thought I'd, oh, I thought I'd left kick you. Right, right. Oh, oh weak side. Right. Well, whatever, man. It's, yeah, it seems quite weak, eh? It's made me better pad man, better coach. Like, sure. We can't throw conventional five punch combinations. Yep. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, and kudos to you. I mean, you've been working with Jake for a while now, and, and we're saying like, we, you know what? I just we, we got to make use of that thing. You know, like, like let's use your right arm. Let's use it. Let's use it. You know, make it a real weapon, not just a setup or a whatever. And man, it, it, besides the spinning back fist, he very much used it with confidence on Saturday. His right arm, yeah. it was awesome, man. Uh, I was talking to his dad right after the fight. Um, one thing that you see from Jake is he's finishing everybody, but there's not one finish the same. It's not like his trademark left hook. Yep. Yeah, you're right. So how do you train for this guy? I don't know. I would honestly assume people, I'm not, I'm not mean. This isn't me. I would assume people think, oh, you got to clinch him. Okay. Try and get in. Yeah, exactly. Without getting. <laughs> Good idea. Looking Off you at go. the ceiling or looking <laughs> at the canvas. Yeah. Um, what is it, man? What about it before? He's he's born this way. He's lived with it. But don't it's tell me. Like, tell everyone else. What is it? You spend so much time with him that we don't know. What is it about Jake? Um, like like he's a different breed, man. It's like the thing that you kept saying at the at the after party was, dude. He won't let you touch him. He won't let you. It's not like defensively either. Right, right. It's like you're gonna pay for stepping. You in. You want to get into my range? You're gonna have to pay. For, there's a toll. Yeah, and that toll is painful yeah it's expensive <laughs> um you can't mentally break him he's one of the most mentally strong and i've been around a lot of mentally strong people there's no breaking him i've heard you'd you say that many him. times yeah you'd have to kill him that to me is the difference like you know his mental savagery is the difference mental savagery he wants to finish you like he's a finisher through and through he's like the definition of it right like without a doubt He's not satisfied if you're not. You're right. Laying on the canvas, um, and I'd love at the end of that fight, man. He said, "Listen, like, because someone like that should have all the attitude. He he should. He, he he's earned it, and and people almost give it to him. Give him give him the permission to be a dick. You know, a big just superstar asshole fight kind of guy. You know what I mean? And he and, does it in a way that I can get on board with. I wouldn't work with him if he was a dick. Right, um, it's right. Not my style, but." Right, he but, talks <clears throat> the right amount of shit. Yep. He talks the respectful shit, but he completely backs it up. And everything he does, you walk up to him and ask for a picture, he's going to do it. Yep. If every single person in that arena lined up, he would do it. Yep. Yeah, Jake's a man. That kind of, he's a martial artist. He's a, a fighter. Um, he's a, a, obviously, a you know, good Christian man, father. Of, he's a good dude. Husband, yeah. Good um, man, good man. Great leadership in his gym. Like That's um, a big part of it as well. Um but he right he after, ticks all the boxes. Right after the fight, right after, the gloves weren't even off. He's like, he's already breaking it down. He made a post this morning about it. Yeah, I heard him say he was stiff. You know, ah, I felt a little stiff in there. Yeah. And as a commentator, I'm already I breaking laughed. it down. I'm like, and I, I kind of felt silly looking back. I'm like, no, I should have fed into that and we should have talked it out while it was fresh. While I'm you're like, all Shut excited. up, man. Enjoy the moment. Like, I kind just, of agree with you too. Like, how you think of it now is maybe not how it went down. Just simmer for a little bit, and let's once we're not so emotional, let's relive that. I kind of feel the same. 
but it's but he already checked out my job is done on to the next he has goals that's it man. like i bet he's running right now not taking a few days off is that right he's not injured <laughs> i guess not right he doesn't have a nick yep. on him he has a big thing coming up a big test in abdu which we're about to get to yeah, i assume man. yes we are so he he wants to know what I need to do to fix. In the post, he said, "Like I only was in, in there for a minute forty, and I already learned so much." Hmm. Then doing five, so right. Uh, oh my god! What I, what I was getting at as well with him, almost he almost has permission from everybody to be that kind of, you know, Conor McGregor. I, I just just as an example, so I can give somebody an example. But what he said at the post fight thing was, "Listen, someone's gonna get me. Someone, someone's." Someone's going to get always me. bigger fish. Yeah. But I just I just think that's such an intelligent, smart uh, leadership thing to say. Like, that's another thing. He's incredibly well-spoken. Yeah. He's, Someone's going to get me, but in the meantime, come get you some. You know, like, <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. And I Jake. how he says smash with his British shirt. Right, yeah. <laughs> smash you. And Jake, I love you to death, buddy, but but here's the reality. I, I just kind of learned that uh, it's just a big no-no for commentators, interviewers to let go of that mic. And I do know that for the past several, I've given you the mic, so I deliberately made sure. I'm sorry, buddy. This time, I got to hold on to it. So we had that little, like, I got to be in control. Can I hold your hand? Like, sure, buddy. You can hold my hand. Fans liked it. It was funny. Hey, I'm privileged to have Jake hold my hand, buddy. After that, that win. <laughs> Bad dude. I'm glad I'm a part of this. Um, I am, too. I'm glad to see you be part of this, too, man. Well, however, like, it would be fun to see it from way up on the bleachers. It's fun. You know what makes it fun, too? Like, as the commentator, I get to celebrate the maximum. I, I get to, like, I get to let the maximum amount out. Like, you know, if you're in the crowd being like that, people might be like, Jesus, you moron. But that's, like, my job, man. Oh. Ask McPhail. What's that? How do you think McPhail did when <laughs> shaking yeah. people probably? <sighs> yeah, no kidding. I love Scott McPhail. Um, but what a statement, man. Like, man. Kyle, Kyle Messenger said it the best. You know, before uh, before the pandemic, Rich was the man at that weight. He was, and since then, um, I was uh, I was going to call him Tim for some stupid reason. Jake uh, Jake has gone all over the world, taking all the fights he can under any circumstance, and he just skyrocketed. And it's very clear he's the man. That whole time Rich wasn't fighting, Jake was doing what he's been doing on an upward trajectory. How do you? You can't match it. Yeah, can't match that man yeah, for um, sure. And I, I, we assumed that uh, me and Kyle there, that uh, Kyle was, um, um, that Jake was not allowing, allowing Rich to shake off any ring rust. Like, as we said, like, he's just not going to let him, like, not going to give you a chance to feel comfortable, man. Just go kick his ass. Yeah, I, I want Jake to get ring time. That is a knock for sure. You know, if, or, or a criticism, right? But I, I wanted him to, I'm glad it happened in a minute 40. Is that right? Not second round, yeah. Why? Make a statement. Go in, show him that. No, Rich listens. I apologize. No disrespect, buddy, but I just don't think you're you were in Jake's league. In it. So you specifically like wanted like Jake go this statement against Rich. Go end this quick. Don't get injured. You have this one thing coming up that we can put our minds on. Boost your stock. One championship's gonna see this. Yeah. They know that you what you're doing. Yep. So good call there. Just to There you go. Man Chris the manager. The, the, the seven other dudes watching that weren't like fuck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Yeah. Well it's yeah, smart, very smart way to say and it. Again, yeah, like different different KO. 
like Jake said, he's the Swiss Army knife. It's funny. Yeah, man. It's he really is. Different. That's nine different knockouts. Dude, his best weapon is his front kick. His his front kick. Like it's like a whip, man. Oh, it's it's so ugly to like to look like to have like land on you, man. Like, oh, dude, I don't want to eat any of those legs in general. Brutal. Um, all right, man. So so yeah, that was a hell cool. of a fun night, man. And uh, I, I I literally said I'm sure it'll be on the you know eventually out where I literally just was stood up like you got to feed this guy three cats at once. Like, what the hell else are we gonna do now? You know, fight a bear, Spumoni. Spumoni's gonna fight Abdu. Let's get to these things. All right, so. I got to pull up my phone. Oh, it's above you. Oh, yeah, I threw my paper. <laughs> oh, I threw my book in excitement talking about Jake here. So, start with that division since we're on it. Well, actually, I, I the only one I have written down. Um, yeah, sure. Let's talk about the 145 pound division. Sorry, give me one sec here. I just got to bust open the Instagram. I didn't have enough time to write it down. Oh, good. So, 145 tournament division. Here we go. So here's what we got. So, so we we did have a couple matchup changes. Like after talking to Kieran at the end of the event, I, I guess there was a, a quite a few. Like that wasn't supposed to be up, and that picture wasn't supposed to go with that. Like oh. there was a little bit of mix-ups. But break it down for us, buddy. We have Abdu versus Jake. Stop right there. All right, Abdu Haddad versus uh, Jake. Obviously, Jake Peacock. So that's the first round of the tournament. Um, Abdu is, I'd say, Jake Abdu and. Happy sit for sure. Oh, is he? Yep. Stephen Opong, maybe. Or oh, yeah. Like, that's a good one. These guys are gangsters in this tournament. Stack division. Yep. So I'm sure the other guys are like, oh, thank God, Abdu and Jake are going at it first. Right. Because one of them's got to leave. Right. That feels like it should be a final. You know, or, or a title fight. Potentially could have been, or yep. a title fight. Yep. Um, so how do you think? So now that this is fresh, because you're obviously right in the thick of it, man, what do you think of this fight? I love it. I fucking love it. I love it. This yeah, is. I, I want know. this fight so I bad. From a fan point of view, I really want this fight. It's gonna be a good test for Jake. Abdu is so game. Yep. Very experienced. Very smart. Very hard clever. hitting. Hits hard. Um, Jake can finish him within three. I don't know, man. I have so much. I have to do my homework because this is a whole new game. This is new. Yep. Uncharted territory for me. True. But but so as we get to go through my, the process, though, I'll let you know. I think Jake. Yeah, keep letting us know. Finishes him within three. Okay, so another finish, eh? But it's small gloves, three rounds. I don't know, man. By the way, I said I said Jake was six and one on the broadcast. I, I didn't mean. I just I don't know where I got that from. Nine and one. Yeah, yeah nine and one. Yeah, you just one. read it upside down. There you go. Sh- uh, Shariji versus Abdul. Abdul Far. Um, That'll be a banger. Yeah, now Abdul, I think only has like seven or eight fights, or maybe less. And now I was going to the pro ranks. But now Shirji also moving up yeah. into the pros, coming off a good win. Uh, well, man, these guys are hard-hitting dudes, man. How do you think this fight goes? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know either. <laughs> the, the gloves really change everything. They do, man. They really do. I don't know. Rich Fam versus Epicit. Tough fight for Rich Fam. I mean, because I run a... I just feel this way. I run a fight podcast, and I want to make predictions... And just be honest with myself and everybody. Uh, oh man, I, I'm gonna predict if I have to, if it works out, uh, Appy sit and Jake in the finals. And I don't know who wins at this point. At this point, okay. I don't have a prediction, but uh, I just think Appy sits. 
It's just too clever for Rich Fam. Yeah. Like, that's a very experienced dude. Former Channel 7 champ. Yeah. So. And then the last one. I think it's anyway. Yep. Yeah, okay. And then Stephen O'Pong versus Thomas Mandra. I don't know Thomas Mandra. Do you? I don't know. I've heard um, he's a tall southpaw out of Ontario. Young guy. Oh, okay. Young buck that's fairly good. He might be a dark horse to watch out for. I think my dark horse is Abdul. Cal Samrat, Jim. Okay. Stephen Alpong's been around the block. Sure has. Heard his name for a while. Yep. He was there, I guess, that night. Yes, hey? he was. Yep. Um, Checking out the competition. Scoping some competition. Smart. Smart. Yep. Um, That's a stacked division, man. Well, uh, I'll tell you these matches. I think, can finish all these guys within three rounds. Like, if he were to fight any of them, he can finish them in three rounds. All right. Well, listen, I run a podcast. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take... Uh, Jake to beat Abdul, Abdul to beat Shirji, Apisit to beat Rich, Opong to beat Thomas. Again, this is just what I'm saying. It could change next week. But I yeah, I, I want will. to pick, and so those are my picks today. Could change. Will change, I bet. Easy. Brackets might even change. Oh, they will for sure. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to the, uh, the men's 155-pound tournament division. So, now listen, there's going to be a guest, I hear. There's going to be a to be announced. Word on the street is it's you. Is it you? I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the dick. Come here. Uh, I already got needing the dick on the weekend. So. Jesus, man. All right. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. I appreciate the love. I really appreciate the love. But fuck off. There you go. Thanks for the love, but fuck off. All right. So we have... Uh, now, did this change? Oh, no. We... As of now, uh, so Michael Fitzpatrick fighting TBA, the mystery opponent, as of right now. Andrew Lewis versus Lance Dixon. I think that's a good fight. Yeah, we saw Lance. Um, a few times, huh? Oh, a few I times? Uh, once on the, the first, the, the four-man Cup. Corey Jerome and... Yeah, and then I did watch Kyle. I did watch the first one in Vegas when Kyle fought Lance as well. Oh, okay. I did watch him. I th- if I'm not mistaken, Lance is... One of the smaller dudes in this division, right? I think so too. Yeah, but Kyle also said he's never been punched so hard in his whole life compared. To, like he's the hardest hitter. He's been okay. Hit by. Uh, and then we have Cody Jerome versus uh, Tyson Green. Um, you know what you got to Tyson man. You know what you're facing. Yeah. Uh, the, you all know uh, how to prepare for that. I don't know. That's that's definitely a tough match. It's it's winnable, but that's a tough one. And then Mike Doherty versus uh, Quinn, obviously Quinn Wazilek from Dunamis. <laughs> Now, Mike Doherty, have you have you been seeing this kind of st- stuff about him? Listen, it got it got gross, it got negative, but with Fitzpatrick and all that, yeah, yeah, and uh, Jake McKenzie, yeah. So, he, okay, I I don't want to get into it. it. It was it turned pretty ugly, but here's the bottom line: is um, there's a couple coaches who thought maybe it's Mike uh, Doherty. I'm assuming that's how you say it. It's his time to. Didn't you fight him at TBAs? Yeah, yeah, you did, I right? So that's right. Um, it's his time for a title shot. And uh, you know Fitzpatrick thought differently. Like, bro, who who are you? And, and I and I I get it. I really do. Um, this can I, be his coming out party, right? Right. I, I get both sides of the coin. So, uh, so it looks like he he's got his chance now. He's he's turning pro and or is pro and, and uh, maybe he might be able to meet Fitzpatrick. So, who uh, who could that be? It's not you, obviously. So we'll leave that alone. So who well, the hell? I don't know. If you got Lance Dixon in there. The American pool you can pick from. I know they're from the same team, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, Duvall. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Duvall. Yeah, why not Duvall? Um, 
and I know like maybe like Nick Chastain, but I think he's off doing that like Warrior Challenger, whatever Muay Thai reality yeah, show. Challenger, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's in that. Um, yeah, yeah. Who knows, man? Uh, Andrew Lewis, Lance Dixon. Who you got for this one? No prediction. I'm gonna take Andrew Lewis. Uh, no, no disrespect to Lance. I, I just wonder if uh, um, um, maybe how they felt after the performance on Saturday. They'd really like to come out and make a statement. Uh, Cody Jerome, Tyson Green. Cody Jerome. Cody Jerome. Yeah. And Quinn and Mike. What do you think? I don't know, Mike. I don't haven't seen him fight. I don't yep. really know. I'll have to. Uh, what I'm working with here. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to do a little bit of homework as well. And if yeah, we fought. Yep, and good to see Quinn back in there as well. Uh, yeah, man, another good division. Um, Ladies? Can you, you want to give me a prediction for that one? Oh, who, who wins who the whole thing? thing? Well, I'll tell who you wins what. the I, whole thing? I'm hoping we see, well, I don't know, but I'd like to see Cody Jerome and Michael Fitzpatrick in the finals. I'm assuming that's kind of, you know, the betting odds. I don't know. That's going to be fun to watch. Agreed. All these matches as well. Yeah. Got to find out this eighth person. And then we have the 125-pound ladies division. Uh, Morgan. Morgan, sorry. Morgan Pouliot versus Hope Quinn in the rematch. And I'm sure they both want this. So uh, it's too bad. Again, this is sort of the first round. But, but I mean, I'd still love to see it. Uh, Taylor McClatchy versus Izzy Filippazzo. I think... Uh, so Morgan, obviously, from Apex, Montreal, Hope from Elite. Taylor McClatchy, new era, right? Changed with Jeff Harrison, I think. I believe so, yeah. And Izzy Filipazzo at Bazooka. Yeah. Bazooka Kickboxing. And, and we have... I think has recently started to take the MMA route. Oh, yeah? I don't know. I, Taylor McClatchy wins this whole thing. She's the Dude. most gangster female fighter in Canada. Yep. And she might be the most gangster female fighter that Canada has ever produced. Good call, buddy. She's Her record, dude, is 54-6. and six. She has won everything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I good call, good call, man. So, uh, and then we have, all, but she is coming off a quite a long layoff. You're right, knee injury, right? Knee or hip or something? Yeah, yeah. COVID, like all that stuff, she just hasn't fought in a long time. But so. I also feel like someone like that probably is chomping at the bit to beat someone up. She probably wants in there bad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's a tough one. And then we have uh, Shea Wedderburn versus uh, Brenda Vargas. Uh, Shea Wedderburn, I'm, I'm assuming from Rough House. Obviously, the daughter of uh, Mikhail Waterburn. I think that's what they call their gym. And uh, Brenda Vargas from Lana MMA. Uh, she, I know she was kind of calling out uh, Kate Clements again. They fought as amateurs, looking to get after her one more time in the pros. But in the meantime, she's going to have to put on some little gloves and and uh, show uh, Brenda what's up. Yep. And then we have uh, Lara, Laura, sorry. Uh, Baragar, I, I don't know if I, I literally didn't know their names until I saw them on the screen on Saturday, so I don't know if I got that right. Uh, and she's uh, uh, fighting Victoria Bogdan from DCS, DS Combat Sports in Victoria, uh, Vancouver. Cool. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about some of the. I'm gonna, I obviously, again, same thing, do my own homework. Yeah. But here's the other thing I just realized. So that's three tournaments, right? Yep. So are we going to have a night of four ounce gloves in March? The whole night. Is that what Kieran yes. said on the podcast? Uh, oh, it has I, to be a whole fight card of... So then there's got to be a main event or something in there. There's going to have to be a... I wonder if he's going to pull something out, some kind of title fight somewhere else, like a WBC title fight or something. It's 12 fights. Oof. Maybe that is it. Gloves, all three rounds, right? Oh, right. And then, yeah, I could see a main event WBC title. Who isn't in this? Tim could defend. Mark. 
Mark. Um, um, yeah, thinking here main event people, hey? 160, because that belt is, or 165. Who's the winner, or who's the t- current title holder? Jake McKenzie. Uh, oh, De- Derek made Derek it vacant. He retired. So that, that title's retired, vacant. So. so yeah, Jake McKenzie. Versus, that yeah. One. I, I would imagine there's some kind of main event fight in there. Yeah. Uh, awesome, man. So th- so for those who don't know, I know uh, Kieran broke it down. He broke down all sorts of stuff on the, on that podcast, but... There's a hydration test. It's four ounce gloves. Like it's going to be under one rules. That way, when you get there, it's not new. You know, you're not trying to find yourself. So, wow, man, a big, uh, it's awesome, big event in, in what what looks to be March. So, uh, woof. Just about died. Sorry. Oh God, I hope I'm here for the second one. I hope it's not August. Why? Where are you going? I have to go to Italy for a wedding. Oh, you have to, eh? <laughs> get my arm twisted. <laughs> nice it's family, so I gotta go. Yep, no, I hear you. Uh, so okay, give us a give us a grade, buddy. Either out of ten or a letter grade from uh, the Muay Thai World Cup on the weekend. A plus, baby. Yeah, yeah. That was a plus event. Yeah, that was a good one. Just just the buzz of the crowd and, and everything, man. Unfortunately, we lost a couple fights, but oh, that's big the ones. Fight game. Big fights. Yeah, lost yeah, two that would have blown the roof off. Yeah, big fights, but oh well. Yeah. Now, there's the fight game for you. All right, guys. So uh, Muay Thai World Cup. There's number six in the books. I love commentating when I see all these little sound bites of me. Oh my God. I admit it, they make me cringe and I got to, I got to like, you know, scroll down. But, uh, I've said it before. I, I never live in the moment and I'm in the momentist when I'm commentating and I love every second and every reaction is hundred percent genuine. So the momentist. Yeah. So I, I hope, I hope I can provide that sort of, you know, everything's real. That's coming out of my mouth. Um, and I also want to say thanks to my, my broadcast partner as well, Kyle Messenger. Uh, we've done it a few times now. We're starting to mesh good. It's starting to come out well. So uh, instead of almost like stepping on each other's feet, it started to feel like we're complimenting each other now, which is great. Makes it easy. All right, man, let's move on to some boxing. Jake Paul versus Anderson Despida Silver. Silva, sorry, <laughs> not Silver. So I got Spida and Silver. <laughs> oh, it's too bad. I didn't watch it. I don't care. I didn't watch it, but heard about it. Um, saw the highlights. Yeah, I, I keep still seeing things like, oh, Anderson Silva pulled his punches, and oh, there was you know clearly a fixed fight. I don't, I don't care. There's uh, always going to be that. Yeah, in these kinds of fights, the reality is, as long as you keep pulling out these old retired men, who the only reason they're doing this is because they're going to make the amount of money that they've never even thought that they could make while they were fighting as world champions. Just as long as you keep doing that, I, I don't support you. Fo. Like the only reason. These old champs, of course, they think they can still fight because that's who they are. But oh, it's Anderson Silva, though. He's still active. It's crazy. He's not fighting Tyrone Woodley. Yeah, but just why even take that fight? Like you just said, Cha Ching. Exactly. And it's just as long as Jake Paul just keeps doing that, man. You don't. I'm sorry. You don't have my respect. Yeah. Well, he's getting people paid. Yep. He's calling out bigger names. I know. But more importantly, he's just, just not getting bark. paid with my money. They're not getting paid with a cent yeah. of my money. Uh, yeah, he's calling out Nate Diaz, who's undersized. Like, Jake Paul, you're clearly on steroids. Like, <laughs> but he's pretty good. He, yeah, for he's his experience, young, he's, he's pretty good. He's a young good. guy only getting better. Yes, I, I will give him that. I think he's a total idiot, but he's, he's, a, he's pretty good. I'll give him that for where he's at. Uh, now, a uh, big one, uh, if you're not a big boxing pundit, this probably doesn't make any sense to you, but Dimitri Bivol versus uh, Better Biev. This is... Like so, Bivol is the guy who beat Canelo and kind of stopped that hype train. These are two guys that will crush you. Yeah, and better be is just big, big knee high socks. That's how you can recognize him in a fight and just crushes cats, man. Like crushes them. I badly want to see this fight, man. 
Yeah, who do you think? Who do you think takes this? I have no idea. I don't know a whole lot of them. I just know that they're both badass and starch people all the time. And I really enjoy, I think, I'm going to take better BF to be honest. I, oh, I'm not, I don't say that with confidence, but I, I really love the Russian Soviet style of boxing. Uh, and, and B-Vol is just the, uh, like the, 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 the image of it, man. I, I like it. The long hooks, very upright, strong jab, um, bouncing, kind of bouncing with his feet when he punches, which sometimes is seen as a no-no. Like I'm, I'm a big fan. So I think that's going to be an awesome fight. Uh, any other boxing news? Not that I can think of right now. I keep telling everybody to watch a Nico Ali Walsh, uh, Muhammad Ali's grandson. Mm. Just do it. I see uh, Canelo's out of surgery and recovering. Oh yeah, his wrist. So that's cool. Huh. Get him back. Yay! I didn't. Re- I didn't realize he was had surgery or yeah, surgery. jacked his wrist or something. Well, I would imagine. God, the guy hits hard. Uh, UFC. Say we'll see him late 2023. Hmm. David Benavidez maybe. Oh, by the way, that fight, Caleb Plant, David Benavidez, is oh, hopefully right. signed. That's a big fight. Yeah. If you're a big boxing guy, I love Caleb Plant. I like his whole same thing, attitude, chill. Just, I don't, I don't know, kind of gangster-ish, but mm-hmm. I like him. Uh, all right, UFC, Israel Adesanya. Is this this weekend? Yep. Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Um, what do you think of this one, buddy? I think... For, from my point of view, I'm happy to not see any grappling. I'm hoping. I bet Israel plays safe and takes him down. Yeah? Oh, well, probably not a terrible idea. Keep the paychecks coming in, man. Yep. I don't know. But also, Alex Pereira could knock him out again. That's true. I, I feel like... I, I get the matchup and style and all that. I'm I starting to feel like they're not sure what to do with Izzy. So, uh, I don't know. Give him that guy. And well, there's no one left. Well, that's what I mean. But yeah, it's... The, the the rise... Alex's rise was super fast. But for the obvious reasons. Like, you know, it's pretty marketable. History and, yeah, and history. History. Yeah. And he's devastating striker, man. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Alex. I'm gonna be honest. I like. I like fundamentals. And it's ugly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a big fan of fundamentals. Um, you got a prediction for this one? No. I think this one is. He might be a little worried. I would be too. Yeah. Like I. I think his. Yeah. I. I think he's a little more worried, or should be, than the other ones. But. And we got Dustin Poirier against uh, Michael Chandler. Dustin Poirier beat up Car oh, McGregor. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's, That's a banger. A good That's a banger. Um, I like both these guys, man. They just like to get after it. Michael Chandler just has no regard for his own safety. Neither does Dustin Poirier. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for this one, man. Uh, I'm going to take Dustin Poirier. I, Poirier, I just think Chandler is too chinny, man. He gets dropped every fight. He's a bad dude. I, I'm a big fan. But, uh, boy, he gets dropped a lot. Um, and he's been, he's just had only wars for as long as I can remember. It's crazy. Um, Same with Dustin Poirier, though. Very true. But I just feel like his wars haven't been... For the last, yeah, and for decades, for longer, uh, and then Frankie Edgar is fighting. Uh, I wish he wouldn't be just as a fan. I hear, I see he's starting to do stand-up comedy. Um, as Chris makes a cat's bum face and scrunches it all up, but uh, just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop fighting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's time. Uh, all right, one championship. Uh, a couple of the, on the prime card here. A little MMA heavy. So, well, well but whatever. Uh, one championship. Joseph Lasiri is going to, I think, defend. Is he the lightweight champ? Yeah. So he's defending his title against Rotang. What oh, do you think of this one, man? Oh, baby. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I just, I'm just going to have to go with Rotang. Yeah. How do you not? This guy's huge, though, Lasiri. Yeah. And and I'll tell you what, I kind of wrote Lasiri off until he just absolutely smacked around uh, uh, Prajanchai, right? Yeah. Man. Like, he smashed him. Tuned him up. Yeah. So. 50-50 call for me. I don't know. I'm going to take Rod Tang. I have a feeling this maybe I'm just guessing, was supposed to possibly be Lasiri and Mini-T. Remember Mini-T called mm-hmm. him out, but man, he got 
he got worked over that last MMA fight. Yeah. Uh, Cosmo Alexander versus Juan Cervantes. What do you think, buddy? Hmm. I take Juan. Me too. So fun little backstory. Juan Cervantes was the cruiserweight WBC world champ. He lost it to Gerardo Atti, who knocked out Mark McKinnon. So there's a little bit of sort of tic-tac-toe there. Uh, Cosmo, I'm, I'm just feeling... Is uh, what time is it, man? Are we running, uh, running late? We're good. Eleven oh, twenty-six. Cosmo, you know, I, you can see that father time is starting to catch up. Yeah, and He's uh, looking stiff. Yeah, training for yep. this fight. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jonathan Haggerty moving up in division clearly needed. Uh, was having some troubles versus Vladimir Kuzmin. Yeah, but I don't think he possesses the power to hang with those guys. Yeah, he's got the height. I don't think he has the power, man. That's Liam Harrison's division. You think he has the same power as Liam Harrison? Well, no, but I don't think a lot of people have the same power as Liam Harrison. <laughs> no, no. Like these oh. top guys? Oh, I want to see it, though, man. You think he could beat Alvaretti at Ramazov, whatever? You think Haggerty could hang with him? Yes. Hang with him. I, see, I hear what you're saying. I do. I don't think he has the power to hang with these guys. So Maybe so the, the Haggerty... For sure. Yeah. Maybe right. the Haggerty sort of mystique will go away with... Well, maybe we'll see actually something. Because yep. I'm speculating, but Haggerty is missed weight. This is why. Yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he might he'll be keep right. it. I don't know. And now that he's getting a little older, I mean, you know, cutting down. Uh, I love that he just basically called everyone out. Like, I know you see him moving up. Here I am. Like, yeah, buddy. I like Ooh. that. I like that. Uh, and Liam Nolan versus uh, Eddie Abasolo. Interesting matchup. Great matchup. Kind of flew under the radar. Uh, yeah, they kept it quiet. Yeah, me too. What do you think of this? I don't know. I'm gonna take Liam Nolan. Uh, I. I know. I'm, I think Eddie Abasolo is a bad dude, and obviously when we had Kieran Walsh from Australia here, he just said it's it's so as well quote unquote fucking frustrating to you know have to deal with that style. Uh, I just think Nolan's camp and his 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 one championship and stuff. I I just think that's going to shine a little more. Uh, and if it's three rounds, Eddie can't you know uh, right. Eddie three dance rounds. right yeah three rounds that'll get you yeah. So I'm gonna take uh. Haggerty. Now, uh, on the other side as well, there's going to be that Haggerty or oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I mean uh, Liam Nolan. Sorry, yeah. but I will take Jonathan Haggerty versus uh, Vladimir Kuzmin as well. Okay, at, the, at that fight, uh, Hiroki Akimoto. So this is on the what we would call in the morning card, I guess Friday morning in uh, Canada, Calgary. Uh, Hiroki Akimoto versus uh, Petatong Pet Fergus. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a... Pet Fergus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I assume the champ stays champ. Yep. Akimoto, I, if this he's is for his dude. title, yeah, it's going to be kickboxing, so he's going to yeah. be yep, in and out. And then Roman uh, Krelia versus Iraj Azipur for the heavyweight title. Um, um, I don't know. I, I think Roman wins this one. He's tall, he's lanky. Iraj is just so short and square. Like his, I feel like his toolbox is a little limited. Don't know him. Where uh, uh, Krelia, I think former champ or current champ as well. So that's all the fights, bruv. Hmm. Anything else here? Not that I can think of. They've got um, there's a tournament in uh, I know uh, November nineteenth. Airdrie Martial Arts Center. Airdrie's having a tournament. They're also having a fight card in November sometime, the week after maybe. Nineteenth, twenty sixth. Oh, okay. Nineteenth is the tournament. Gotcha. Do we have anybody Miles in there? Is having a smoker in December. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. Rasha's having a smoker in December. December, and then close out the year. There you go. All right. Uh, okay, man. Yeah, you got a student? Yes, here we go. Student of the podcast. Um, 
The people that tested. Oh, the people that tested. Got multiples. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I just uh, I was impressed with their whole gameness, their whole attitude. Like they they pushed in front of my instructors and my higher ups. They you know just pushed themselves. They they wanted to stand out, and they all did it very friendly and, and energetic, and with a smile, very positive. So awesome. that's the kind of stuff I want to see to come out of my gym. So how about you, sir? I was in there, and I called you to see how it went, and you had nothing but good things yep. to say. It made very me happy. feel happy. That's good. Uh, Jake, uh, yeah, it's just, <clears throat> I had so much fun. That was probably the most fun I've had, even it though it was right. the shortest fight we've had. Yeah, I was gonna say, I <laughs> couldn't have been that, you know, it was pretty short. <laughs> I don't know, man, it was just a blast. Like, I think it's because I knew, like, that was the one time I was like, yep, yeah, like everything went according to plan, yeah, quicker it, than I thought. It was the first time that I've heard you right away, yeah, no, he's he's dead, like, it's over. Like, oh, oh, confident. But yeah, obviously correct, confident and correct. Awesome. And just his overall, like right away, wanted to fix things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a coach's wet dream, man. Having a student like that. Just, uh, it's cool. Yeah. Got a lot to figure out though with yep. these four ounce gloves. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, always a new, new looking opponent, lots of killers. Uh, got any rapid shout outs for us? Yep. Um, everybody at the fights. Yeah. Talking to like everyone's having a good time. The fights are just such a great place to. Mesh again. Mesh, yeah. People are all like-minded. We're all there to see ass kicking, and it's awesome. Students who graded as well. Good on you guys for braving the roads, braving the roads, and sticking to it. You guys had a goal and went out and smashed it. Yeah, we trained hard for it. Um, and everyone who showed up to class last night, it was not pretty out. Yeah, man. And I had a half decent night. Like, is that first right? Two kids' classes were pretty small, but yeah. everything else was almost nice. Like, Once traffic calms down, everyone's willing to come. Yeah. So nice. Shout out to everybody braving the cold and coming to the gym. Uh, all right. A little snow won't stop Yeah, There you go. Uh, I got a rapid shout out for, for, yeah, same thing. Everybody that just had all the comments at the fights for uh, the podcast and everything, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know how you feel, but it just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I love this thing, man. I love this podcast. I love talking about fights. I love talking to fighters. It's just, uh, so when people, it's really cool when people like come, come up to me and they're like, hey, man, and they're like, hey, nice to meet you. And, you're like, who the hell are you? And they're like, oh, you know, I just listened to the podcast. And you're like, oh, damn. Like, it makes me feel good. Hits me in the feels. So I want to thank everybody uh, rocking the podcast shirts and just coming and talking uh, to, about the podcast, man. I love it. You get lots of that? No, but I'm not. You're the guy. You don't talk like that. We, we are the guys. Uh, rapid shout out to Tobacco Outlet in uh, uh, oh. Bridgeland. That's where I get my cigars. Oh, you go there? Uh, well, I'm part of the cigar club, and I get one of them, one one free cigar a month. So yeah, <laughs> and I get a discount. So I've bought cigars there. It's yep, and they're shop. knowledgeable. So yeah, man. Shout out to Tobacco Outlet. Shout out to Jock and Jay Lee, who also brought me uh, uh, bought me one of my favorite cigars, a uh, Romeo and Julieta number two. So, yeah. dude, uh, shout again. out to him for making an OnlyFans or an OnlyFans. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> a uh, GoFundMe. <laughs> That's what I should do. An OnlyFans, buddy. I'll fight people. You'll make 500 grand, buddy. Day one. I'll fight people on OnlyFans. There you go. Just go pick fights. Get your doodle. Get yeah. your doodle on camera and watch that money roll in, buddy. <laughs> Thinking feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, me too. Sorry. Um, I want to obviously give a shout out to my wife, you know, between the fights and the testing and going to Red Deer, and she's super sick right now. So, uh, oh, man. We love you, Cheska. I love you. I hope you feel better. And this is not helping, but I'm not going to get into this story, but I'm my car isn't working right now under its second manufacturer's warranty in like less than two weeks. 
and I'm waiting on my fifth tow truck to come and get my car. It's been like, we'll be there at five. We'll be there at midnight. We'll be there at five in the morning. Like ugh. my wife's had to deal with this too. So while well, she's super sick, I love you, Mrs. Bryant. And, uh, hope you feel better. Thanks. Let me use your car. Uh, I want to give a massive shout out to Turkey and Pistols, Robert Turkey and Pistols. I know I pushed, push this guy a lot, but it's not just about t-shirts and branding for me and making logos. Like, uh, this guy's a confidant for me. And, uh, Sometimes if I'm feeling a little anxious about maybe the direction of the podcast or my direction with the podcast or just what happens next, man, he's just such a solid dude that, you know, he, he, he brings me back to not reality, but just back on the path of what's happening. So, and not just that, but he's helping us build the website and stuff. And I just, I can't think Rob enough. He, he's a massive reason why this podcast is, is a success. So, uh, thank you very much, sir. And I want to give a shout out to Scott McPhail, man. Scotty too hottie, McMac Paddywhack. Uh, this guy just one time volunteered. I'm, I'm a little envious to be honest, but this is who he is. Volunteers for the fights. Oh, I'm just going to volunteer. What are you going to do? Oh, I don't know. Whatever they ask of me. Right. And now this guy knows everybody. Like I, I said, I was like embarrassed. Uh, I was a little, um, he's like part of their team. Yeah, man. But I was just anxious to go and talk, even at the world champion, talk to Richard Smith. Like, like, Oh mm. no, I don't, I don't want to. And he's like, Oh, that guy, dude, I talked to that guy for like an hour. Oh yeah. Instagram. He gave me his business card. Like, not really, but just you're like for real, man. Like he knows everybody, man. Like I'm a little jealous and he tells me all the backstory. So uh, the world, the uh, Muay Thai world cup is lucky to have a guy like that working, even though I'm sure he's probably watching half the fights, cheering and yelling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's half the reason you do it. That's it, man. Good, good seats. I love the guy. He's a great student. Everything. Uh, uh, man, maybe he's my student shout out pocket, a uh, shout out as well. But I just, uh, I'm a big fan of Scott and I'm, I love that he's involved in the Muay Thai World Cup. He's exa- exactly, you are, everybody wants to know how they get involved. Go be Scott, go volunteer. And now you're, you're part of it, man. Like, you know, these coaches, the fighters, like Scott's part of it. I love it, man. Love it. Yeah. That's how it's done. Scotty. Uh, all right, pal. Anything else? No, we didn't do top three today, but... Oh, I completely... Who cares? Uh, give me your top three moments of Saturday. Moments of Saturday? Yeah. Oh, uh, shoot. Getting the feels. Yeah? You know, just fight feels. You're yeah. there in the venue. You're like, ooh, you get in the back. Uh, it's obviously Jake's KO. Yep. That whole thing, and... Uh, I don't know. Maybe the after party, even though like we weren't partying. It was just hanging out. Yeah. Really done that in a while. You're right. Yeah. So just hanging out with people. Yeah, it was cool. After fights, it's been a very long time since I've done something like that. Yep. Uh, I'll give myself the same top three. Uh, number one, like I've said it before, uh, I I love the job. I like I'm counting down the hours until I just get to sit down and do it. So uh, number one, just the job itself, man. I I got haircut. I you know I I, I was <laughs> I was I made sure all my ducks were in a row like a week before the fights. Number two, uh, Jake's finish, and number three, Wedderburn finish. Uh, low finish Low finish I guess Yeah um, Those are my top three Alright fella nice. we, we out of here Peace. See you later This is what we do I can punch you out I can kick you down But if you this my podcast You know I will knock you out Elbow to the face Hammer punch to the head Talking all things Fighting like a dream That never